Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Hi, I'm Linda Sharkey, and I'm glad to be with you today for I Lead. Today's topic is going to focus on the requirements that leaders need to have in order to function effectively in this new global environment that we talked about on our last show. Last week, we had Tony Cusimano with us, a partner from PricewaterhouseCoopers, and we talked about the changing nature of the marketplace and the world dynamics. And Tony had some fascinating statistics about what the world was going to look like in 2050, how the shift in in markets and demographics and from emerging markets to more urbanization, and all of that creates huge challenges for leaders in order to create organizations that are agile enough or agile enterprises that can capture these market shifts and capture them easily with grace, and with success, most importantly. So PwC does a lot of work around helping organizations in this area create strategic responses to what's going on in the market and also to determine and build operational capability. With that as the backdrop, today is really about building on that show and looking at more closely what successful leaders actually do to be agile. In my own research, a book that we wrote, Winning with Transglobal Leaders, my colleagues, Nazneen Razi, Rob Cook, and Peter Barge, all have been working in the global arena for the past 20 years. And we got together and we said, what is it that causes some people to function really well in this global environment, and why do others flame out? And how do we capture that secret sauce to make sure that we're developing and we're placing leaders who can truly be successful for their enterprises and for themselves? So here are two stories. Recently, I was in Italy for a major company. And it was an international training program. The new company manager, who happened to be American, was opening the program and speaking about the company. This was an international group of people from all over the world. And this individual saw the world strictly from a U.S. lens. He proceeded, in this case it was a he, to tell the group why they would never make it to senior roles in this company because the real powerhouse of the brain of this company existed in the United States. He showed his bias. He was the kind of person that parachuted in to the country 
lived in the expat community and shielded himself from the environment around him. Well, sitting in that classroom that day, I could just feel the angst and real resentment that people had towards this leader. He essentially told folks that they could not get ahead in that company. Needless to say, he did not endear himself to the group. I contrasted that with another leader that I worked with who was assigned to China. And this is an individual who uh, has lived all over the world, um, is Western in style and upbringing. But the first thing he did when he was assigned to China was start a listening tour. He went around and observed and listened and found out what were the key drivers and the key values of people that he was going to be interacting with, not only from an employee perspective, but from a customer perspective. And he learned how organizations functioned in China so that he could operate from the same perspective. He not only did a listening tour, but he got a reverse coach. He got somebody who was younger and who was Chinese, who could help him interpret the situations, understand the underlying values, and figure out how he could move forward from a leadership perspective and get people engaged. He learned the issues. He lived in a local area. He saw what was important locally. And so what was really the difference? When we looked at leaders who came into different situations and were egocentric, my way or the highway, uh, looked at things from their own country perspective and looked at things from their own personal bias instead of being open to others. And we said, what is that secret sauce? What made one person great and another person not so? In fact, the person from Italy ultimately was removed from the role. So in our research, as we were looking around all the different leadership models, we saw many, many frameworks and many, many competencies. And what we tried to do was weed the wheat from the shaft. And we found five things that were really significant that trans-global leaders do. And we intentionally used the word trans-global because these are individuals who can move around the world with grace and ease and can interact with others no matter what part of the world that they're from and can help and engage these individuals to drive effective business results and leave sustainable organizations with people who can carry those organizations forward in the local communities. They're a rare bird in organizations today. But with the change going on in the world and with globalization, organizations need to nurture and develop these rare birds and make sure that they have many of them so that they can be successful. So you may be thinking to yourself, okay, what were the five statistically proven dimensions of great leaders in the global context? 
leaders who can really lead transglobally. And here they are. They're team connectors. They're people who do not operate in a hierarchy. They do not operate in silos. They learn and meet talent all over the world. They pull pods of people together to innovate no matter where they're from, to work on issues and to bring a variety of different perspectives into play. They don't see themselves as teams working for them. They see themselves as them working for teams and helping teams innovate and deal with the complexity and be agile. They're also highly perceptive responders. They have a high degree of sensitivity. They're able to go into a situation and really tell whether somebody's understanding a concept or uncomfortable with an idea or not comfortable in a particular environment, and they're able to explore that. They have a very high degree of emotional intelligence. And they are uncertainty resilient, which means that they value diversity, diversity of all kinds. They deal effectively with differences. They're not threatened by how others do things. In fact, they work to try and find out how others do things through a lot of listening. They function in ambiguity. And they value situations that are vague and they're able to make those sense out of vague situations for others. They're also extremely pragmatic and flexible. And here's an interesting point about pragmatic flexibility as we call it. They flex their values. This does not mean that they are unethical. This does not mean that they do things counter to their own personal values. It means they very much understand their personal values and they understand their own bias and where their bias comes from. And they're able to do things differently and flex to the values of others so that they can get work done. Now that means looking at Work-family balance. Some countries and some cultures think that, to give you an example, that work-family balance is working from nine to five. Others think it's working from home. And others think it's working a four-day work week and then working from home. So that value can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And these are leaders that are not rigid around that. They are open to different ways of doing things and different ways of manifesting a particular value. I'll give you a great story. I I was uh, over in um, Indonesia with someone, and this individual was uh, working over there with a number of conglomerates. And the first thing that they said to me when they picked me up in the car was, how awful things were there and how they didn't like this and they didn't like that and and um, the food was so different and uh, people's perspective was so different. 
And I was sitting in a car with three other Indonesian people who spoke English very well. And I said to myself, wow, um, this was this was embarrassing. But you know what? We all do this to some degree. And a trans-global leader is very, very aware and manages themselves very well in those kinds of circumstances. So now you'll see that there's a common theme here. Most of these leadership dimensions, while some are of a new twist and have Many of them have been highlighted in the, fa- in the past. But now, in this century, they are a must. By 2025, if you don't have them in your capability, you won't be able to succeed in a global environment. What I particularly like is that these trans-global leadership dimensions have been validated and statistically correlated to business results. Another reason to pay attention to them. Coming up next with me is Maya Huchan, and I am just delighted to have Maya on the show. She was born in Taiwan. She has a totally global perspective. She works all over the world, and she spent her life coaching and developing global leaders. And she's a recognized expert in this particular field. So after the break, we'll be talking with Maya Huchan. So stay with us. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, 
The Leadership Connection. Hi, you're back with me, Linda Sharkey, and today's topic is global leadership and how to succeed in this ever-turbulent environment. With me is Maya Huchan, coach, author, speaker, and I'd like to say good colleague and friend. And Maya is one of the top 50 thinkers as awarded by the Drucker Institute. So pretty exciting, Maya. Maya, I was thrilled for you when you got that award. Thank you. So welcome. Thanks for having me. So, well, yes. And so tell me, Maya, you wrote a book on global leadership. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that and, and what motivated you to write that book and what you discovered. Sure. Um, about 13 years ago that um, I was working with uh, my corporate clients and um, um, many of my clients are, uh, back then we were focusing more on leadership in general, especially um, back then we've been, you know, kind of focusing with leaders who are working more in a domestic market and also more of a, a team that's more local. But then we started to notice that Leaders have to uh, gradually and more often than not that uh, start interacting with uh, with the customers and also with their uh, with their team members in different part of the world, and uh, they have to uh, become more competent in working globally. So, um, at the time, we start looking for some resources to work with our leaders as executive coach and also um, as a corporate leadership development educator. Now, we couldn't find a whole lot of resources on that particular topic. So uh, leaders actually have been, and the clients have been asking us, what, what are some of the, the key competencies that we need to develop? We seem to be finding a lot of uh, 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 challenges, you know, every step we go as we work globally, we work with uh, global teams, working with uh, our customers, suppliers, vendors worldwide. So um, that kind of prompted the the research that uh, uh, me and my co-author, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, that we have decided that this is something that we would like to really take a deep look at. And then also we then um, got a funding from Accenture back then to start a global research, global leadership research. Um, So we conducted a three-year research, identified over 200 global leaders around the world in six continents, and they're, they're working at the time for about 120 different global organizations, including corporations, government agencies, as well as nonprofits. So um, after uh, we concluded this three-year research, we actually um, wrote a book to present the key findings. So that was the background of our book, Global Leadership, The Next Generation. And the reason we call that The Next Generation was because that we have asked the, the companies to identify their top three to five people that they're developing as future C-level executives, and then they also have global leadership responsibilities. So those are, uh, generally speaking, the people participated in the study are younger leaders, and they also have uh, um, uh, 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 global responsibilities 
for their roles. And many of them actually have worked and lived outside of their home countries. Wow, that's fascinating research. And, you know, it's it's so exciting that you got onto this 14 years ago. And fast forward, we did a similar study to really fine-tune after 14 years what that environment is all about. And I think in our discussion today, we're going to see that there that, that, that these attributes that you found and that we found are now really in the forefront don't you think, Maya? Yes, absolutely, Linda. I think that, you know, I, I, I read your book, and it's excellent research, by the way. I really, uh, really enjoy reading it. I thought the, the content and the research data really uh, reinforced some of the key findings that we have, uh, we have found in our study. And uh, in the last 14, 15 years that I have worked on the ground around the world with leaders, in different parts of the world and uh, in different industries. And I really can see that um, those, uh, those key competencies become so important that the leaders really take them very seriously. And then if they really develop those competencies, they can be very effective and very, very successful in this new world that we, uh, we live in. Which absolutely is a new world that is not going away, right? That's right. So, what That's do you what do you see as the biggest challenges uh, that that leaders have as they work transglobally? Wow, there are so many. <laughs> so, when uh, um, when I work with leaders, I often um, have this discussion because that's usually something that come up right away and the leaders will share with me things that they find most challenging or most difficult and um, um, there are actually I think first and foremost is the global complexity that they have to deal with so um, if you think about leader working in a global environment they have to deal with cultural differences and they also have to deal with generational gaps in their home country as well as different parts of the world and the gender religions differences and also the both the workforce and the clientele become increasingly diverse and so they have different perspectives different expectations and they have different needs and certainly they also contribute in a very different way So this has become so complex that workers at all levels, including leaders themselves, um, you know, we've noticed that have this multi-generational differences and also cultural differences. And the the workers are uh, in many countries, especially in some of the the emerging markets, they're much younger on average. And uh, they have more education. And they have a very different set of values, motivations, ambition than their earlier, older counterparts. And some leaders, in fact, told me that, well, I think my biggest challenge is to think like a 20-year-old. They're driven, but they're also very impatient. So if if they don't see any opportunities in the short term, we're going to lose them. So how do you recruit, retain? and develop your people become something that's really critical for global leaders. 
So I don't think there's any question about that. Right. So Go ahead, Maya. Sorry. That's uh, okay. In addition to global complexity, we also have identified um, some um, other other challenges. I'll just kind of touch on them quickly. Uh, customer relationships are very different. They become more direct, more uh, uh, they, they you know they, they change the, the relationship with our customers uh, goes from just the customer and vendor to more of a partnership. And um, technology is something that leaders have to, uh, to learn how to leverage to be more effective. And how do you manage knowledge transfer across um, geogra- geographical uh, boundaries and the time and resources limitations? And you mentioned earlier, Linda, about the career and life balance. That's tough to manage. Um, you also have um, this constant change that uh, in the business environment, and that's something the leaders have to to uh, to learn how to adapt as well. And they also have to learn how to work virtually with their teams, with their customers, and the leadership roles have changed as well. And last but not least, the cross cultural differences is huge. The leaders must have the kind of uh, capacity. To, uh, to, to work effectively across cultures. So those are all big challenges that global leaders face. Yeah. Tell me, do you think, Maya, that uh, everyone is cut out to be a global leader or everybody should aspire to be a global leader? Or are there room for different types of leadership opportunities in this new world order? Well, you know... Um, one thing that I have learned in the last 25 years as a global leadership developer and also educator is that I believe that leadership is a, is a skill and is something that the people can learn if they have the, the intention and they make the effort. And I think that that's something I do believe that everybody has the potential to become an effective global leader. But you also um, have to have uh, um, the kind of uh, emotional intelligence that you mentioned earlier to start with so that you have the capacity to expand and also to continue to grow in, this, um, in, in your leadership role. So it, it may not be for everybody. Some people can be more successful than others, but there are some key um, elements that leaders need to to have in order to be truly effective. So it goes back to that concept of, you know, leadership is a lifetime learning situation. You know, it it is something where you, you constantly have to be perfecting it. But what I'm hearing you say is that some people are not necessarily uh, cut out to be in a global environment and Frankly, companies need all types of people in order to advance their organization. So getting the right people in the right roles is key. So what do you view as the prevailing leadership style well, that you see? Well, that's a question. Yeah. So, so Linda, I, um, uh, as you know, I have um, worked with leaders um, from uh, – a variety of different backgrounds and cultures and in different countries and different generations. Now, regardless of their cultural background or, um, or their age or their gender, that what I have found that effective 
global leaders, they tend to be really good at building relationships. So they, uh, mm. they're, um, they're very much pay attention to the people that they work with, whether it's their, their team, their direct reports, their cross-functional peers internally or their, their manager or senior leadership within the organization. But also, they're really good at building partnership externally with their vendors, business partners, and their customers. And when they look at relationship, it's, it's not a short-term transactional kind of relationship. It's really they put in the effort to really get to know each other and build that report and trust with their business partners. So they tend to be long-term and they tend to also build loyalty with people so that it's, uh, it, they, they are, they're great relationship builders. Um, they also have this very, very strong self-awareness. And they, uh, the leaders know that nobody's perfect. Everyone has, uh, has their blind spots. And uh, we all have something that we can learn and continue to improve on. But they have that self-awareness of what their strengths are and also what their, their, their areas that they can improve and work on. So that when they work with others, when they lead, that they, they, they tend to work really work on, be a, pay attention to what their, their own bias and, and their own blind spot tend to be. And then, um, and then sometimes, and then really, really good with open up to feedbacks and ask for feedback. So that you know, you can- Maya, that is a, I, this is just such a great point. And I think we should stop here right for a second and sure. take a break and then come back and talk about this more because the whole bias and feedback thing is really essential. So we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us and we're going to continue to talk with Maya. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
are tuned in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is Linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Hi, welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, and with me is Maya Huchan, a global executive coach, author, speaker, somebody who's worked globally most the better part of her career. We were just talking about global leadership and the attributes and what it takes to be a global leader. And Maya, you were talking about you know really being clear on on uh, an individual on your own personal bias, and you know we all have bias. Um, some of it gets in the way. And it's important that people get feedback around that and get a chance to really reflect on what their biases are. Can you say more about that? It was such a great point that you were making. Sure. You know, I think that we, uh, we all have biased, uh, more or less, every single one of us. If you can imagine that, um, you know, every, every person walking around wearing this uh, uh, sort of uh, invisible lens, that it's that filled, all the information that we see, we hear, kind of filters through this this um, the, this this invisible lens, and we draw judgments and conclusions about about situations, about problems, issues, and people. So great leaders are very aware of their own filters, and uh, they uh, uh, this is particularly important to to uh, when when it comes to working across cultures. Is that very often I see that uh, uh, people work with different cultural and they uh, they see certain behaviors or certain um, situations that either unfamiliar to them or seem strange or even completely counterintuitive from what they're used to, and they draw very quick conclusion uh, in, in not really knowing what's going on. So being an effective leader is to, 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 to completely aware of their own filter and their bias and then to consciously take off that filter and that bias and then look at things from a very different perspective. And I'd like to um, mention earlier that, Linda, you gave that example of the, the second example of the leader who actually got, got a reverse coach. Uh, when he was in China, to have a younger person, That's right. yeah, coaching him and provide uh, in different perspective, and that was so effective for leaders to be able to do that and not assume that they know everything or um, what they see and what they know is the right answer, but really truly to be able to have this open mind. And um, so I think that that's really something that's uh, very important for leaders to have is to have that kind of self-awareness and also to be able to adapt. Adaptability, in fact, is one of the most important attributes for global leaders. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because I have, uh, in my own coaching practice, I've had people say, oh, this individual doesn't have executive presence which is such a, a a vague sort of notion anyway, and it's riddled with bias and it's riddled with, you know, what one person may believe is executive presence versus someone else in a different culture. And so you're, you're 
somebody's ability to adapt to those different perspectives is essential if you're going to engage people. It's a great, great point. So, Maya, in your experience, what is the best way to develop global leadership acumen? What what advice would you give somebody for developing their acumen and really understanding their biases? Uh, this is the, something that I um, um, I have actually worked with leaders on um, in in, the, in in for many many years. That leaders ask me this question: and how do I become an effective global leader? What do I have to do to to really have this global mindset and uh, or global leadership presence? And what does it take for me to develop those skills? Now. Um, a few things that I, I, I found that uh, to be very effective and very essential. Uh, first and foremost, as a leader, if you, uh, you need to embrace a global mindset. So what it means is that when you look at um, uh, the current business environment and um, you move from a local role into a global role, and it's very important sometimes the leaders continue to think, well, you know, i got to utilize whatever that seemed to be working in the past. And then I'm sure, you know, that, that what got me here is going to help me get to where I am, I want to go. But uh, uh, that's not the case. In fact, when leaders move from a, uh, into a global role, they really need to start, um, have a critical eye and think about what new approach, what new mindset I need to have that in order to be truly effective. So what got you here is probably not going to get you there if, you, if you're, not, uh, you're not aware of that. So, so develop a global mindset. Uh, it really involves in opening up the way you see the world and how does knowledge affect your action. So the global thinkers and global mindset is as a leader adapt their behaviors, their decision-making to the reality of the global marketplace. And don't expect every market or people that they work with to fit within their own existing model of how things should be done or have been done before. Um, so a good example is that um, one of the, the, the leaders that I work with, he was recently, um, he has been working in a global role. Um, he was the head of a, a, a Latin America market for the company, which is a very large global organization, and recently he was promoted to uh, another role. But when he was at the Latin America role, his manager, who, was, um, um, who had been working with him for two years, and she transitioned from a local role to a, um, a global role, for two years that she never actually took the time to ask him, tell me about the market. Tell me a little bit about what's happening on the ground. And then so all the information was actually uh, based on her past experience working in the East Coast of the United States. And so that is a wonderful story, Maya. That is that I see that time and time again, and people make the assumption that others are going to adapt to them as opposed to them adapting to others. Yeah, and that's very dangerous. Actually, yes. you know, as you can see that uh, that uh, we we uh, we tend to expect uh, people to to adapt to our way, but then you know the world doesn't revolve around around you. As a leader, we have to really get out there and 
understand what's out there, what's going on, gain global experiences and exposure, and simply take the time and ask and learn. And that's so critical. Very important advice. Very important advice. So I know you work with a lot of corporations in helping them develop global leaders. What advice do you have for organizations to, to really develop that kind of agility and that adaptability, that flexibility in, in their leaders so that they can compete no matter where they're doing business? Absolutely. Um, for, for the organization to truly think about how do we develop and grow our leaders is first and foremost provide the kind of opportunity, the global projects and global assignments for leaders who have uh, the potential to, to become a global leader. So, um, and, and this can go both ways. They, they identify those leaders and leaders themselves can also step up and said, well, you know, I like to volunteer to work on this global project, and I would like to uh, uh, participate in uh, this global meeting and um, to simply increase that kind of global experience and exposure and also visibility so that they continue to, to gain different perspective and, and, and uh, different knowledge and experiences. So, so to, to, to be proactive about developing leaders, giving them those opportunities so that their, their vision is much broader. And so that's the first and foremost. And um, secondly, I think that the kind of uh, um, educational experiences that um, uh, will be helpful to leaders as well. So whether it's um, to, uh, to um, give them the opportunity to work with an internal mentor or to assign a, a, a coach that can help them develop some of those very specific global leadership competencies so that the leaders can um, can get there much faster is to have a, uh, a systematic education uh, opportunity to learn. Um, and as a leader, you also wanted to make an effort to understand your company's global strategy and global vision. And um, um, in addition to that, to really see how your role, current and future role, can really fit into that global strategy. So um, I think that as a, as a leader to continue to, to think in a broader sense and then to develop that global mindset and then build a support system to sharpen your global thinking. So um, we mentioned earlier about working with mentors, but also um, you can uh, meet up and uh, build your own network of global um, uh, colleagues. And uh, whether they're younger, like you mentioned earlier, the reverse coach, or find peers that have a different global experiences and to have those kind of regular um, conversation with them to continue to, uh, to broaden your perspective. I think those are going to be so helpful for leaders. So important. Maya, uh, some parting words. Uh, just tell us uh, quickly, because uh, we're coming up on break, uh, a little bit about your practice. Sure. So um, I, I do many two things, and I work with uh, global organizations, companies, uh, organizations to help them develop their leaders. And so uh, doing that, uh, I do that through two different ways. Number one is that um, I design and um, deliver global leadership programs and uh, to educate leaders 
um, and to, uh, to uh, develop those very specific skills. And we also work with uh, leaders one-on-one as their executive coach. And so that, uh, those are different ways that I work with clients. Uh, but I also do a, quite a bit of speaking and research and writing in those topics as well. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Maya, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Very insightful. I was so excited that we have uh, really discovered uh, over 14 years and are still working on this, these leadership attributes that no two ways are going to be absolutely essential in this next 20, 50 years. So thank you again, Maya, for taking the time for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Linda. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Do you know your personal brand? You may have the idea, but do you really know how to execute it and perfect it? Join Kathy Bass, the branding lady, for an inside look at the world of branding on her show, Power Up Branding. Kathy and her guests will discuss the many facets of branding, including tips to help you rebrand or bring your brand to the next level. Power Up Branding can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a plan. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Hi, I'm Linda Sharkey, and I just had with me uh, Maya Huchan, and we had a great discussion around global leadership and what it takes to really lead in, in, a, in a global world. And Maya certainly has a lot of experience in, in, in this regard. What's so interesting is that as I looked through and we did our research for our book, Winning with Transglobal Leadership, we really found that talent management was going to be an absolutely essential part because companies can make mistakes in not putting the right people into global roles. And they really do need to develop what we call a cadre of transglobal leaders who can move around the world and who are more citizens of the world and can help develop and sustain organizations wherever they do business. And 
some people does not mean they're good or bad. Some people are better in more local environments where they're working with uh, similar teams. And you and companies and you as a leader looking at your own teams have to be thoughtful about how you place people in expatriate roles and or how you place people in large global roles that maybe have to manage teams virtually. And we've seen, you know, companies become global overnight. Um, Metropolitan Life bought part of AIG and became a global company overnight. So that helping people think about what they need to do in order to function in this global world and getting the right people connected to those global assignments is very important. So what we did is we developed a survey based upon our five dimensions that help people see what are their strengths around global leadership and developing a global mindset set and what are some of their development needs or things that they may need to work on in order to be successful in these assignments. And what we do is we take somebody through a one- to two-day program. We have a simulation where they experience what it's like because not everybody can go uh, and get put into an offshore assignment, but they get to feel what it's like to work with people from varying different places, generations, and cultures. They debrief that experience, and then they have some time to think about themselves in that and what were the behaviors that got in the way as they were trying to get achieve common ground and get common vision and direction and get people engaged? And what were some of the things that got in the way? And then they get their feedback, their 360 feedback, and they have opportunity to work with uh, skilled executive coaches through the program. And then they also get put into what we call global coaching circles. And they have a period of time over three months after the program where they meet virtually, they discuss their action plan, what they've done in order to develop more of a global acumen, and they get tips from each other, and they get tips from the the global coach who's with them. It's proven to be a very, very successful way to begin to help develop that cadre of leaders who are predisposed to be in more global assignments and global roles. And again, let me just review with you the the, the five uh, key leadership de- dimensions. That perceptive responsiveness, really being able to understand how others are responding and how others are uh, reacting to situations and being able to adapt. And then the team connectivity, being able to put people together and connect teams across boundaries and across the globe and to work effectively with them so that they can achieve higher results. And that uncertainty resilience, being able to deal with diversity. And I think Maya really stated it very well. You know, we have five generations in the workplace. We have multiple religious perspectives. We have multiple cross-cultural perspectives. We have multiple economic and and government perspectives. And all of this creates complexity and a high degree of diversity. And diversity is going to become more and more important as the world gets smaller and smaller. 
and as we interact more closely together. Being able to accept and be open to others and check your own bias at the door is going to be essential and is essential. And that pragmatic flexibility, that ability to really see things and understand other people's values and how people play out their values in different parts of the world. Now, it just so happens we've done some other research around culture, and we've found that by and large, across the globe, people want the same things from the workplace. They want to be treated fairly. They want to have an opportunity to grow. They want to be paid fairly. They want to be listened to. They want to have an opportunity to really contribute to the organization. But what that looks like in one country versus another country may be very, very different. And what that looks like for somebody who's 50 years old versus somebody who's 20 years old, as Maya cited, looks different as well. And that's where global leaders really have to have that pragmatic flexibility. They have to have be open to seeing how people manifest the, these different values in different ways and be accepting of that. And they have to be talent magnets. Great global leaders are leaders who really develop talent. They do it naturally. They reach out. They find out about their teams. They ask questions. They learn about the, their team's aspirations. They try to help their teams grow. They spend more than 30 to 35% of their time developing their people because that's what they believe their role is all about. They don't go on a global assignment and not leave a, a group of people who can take their job tomorrow. In fact, when they go on a global assignment, they see 50% of their job is ensuring that they have a local successor who can take on what they're doing and who can also move on into global roles. So without these dimensions, you miss the innovation that comes from the diversity that globalization brings. So here is are some thoughts that I have for you. What can you do? Well, you can get a copy of Winning with Transglobal Leaders. You can read the book. It's very straightforward. It gives you all sorts of tools and tips on how you can develop yourself as a leader. And there's a short survey in there that you can take, and you can see how you fare against the top global leaders that we that were in our research sample. You can also send me an email, and I'll send you a free link to the Trans Global Leader Survey, and you can take the survey and see what areas you're really great at and some of the things that you may need to think about and work on. The other things I'd like to offer you is reflect on your own bias. And what are the situations that you're in that challenge your bias and make you feel uncomfortable? And write those situations down. Write down what specifically about it makes you feel uncomfortable. And then... What could you do to get more comfortable about it? So here are some things. You know, a lot of people say, well, I can't always have an expat assignment. Companies are not doing that as lavishly as they used to in the past. But you can meet people from other persuasions. You can meet people in your own backyard from other cultures. 
you can sit down and have dinner with them. You can ask them questions about what it's like in your country. You can read books about other people's countries. And one of my co-authors, Nazneen Razi, was from India. She never left India for the early part of her life, but just had a natural curiosity for learning about other cultures and countries. So you can do some of those things. And ask yourself, who are the people that you hang out with? If they're always all like you, maybe you want to expand your network so that you're dealing with different people that think differently and interact differently. And you can learn from that. People that you can trust, that you can ask questions. And one final thought I have for anybody who's dealing with a global environment and developing global talent, including themselves, that you know the when you repatriate people who have been on global assignments, very often they will leave for another country, company, because we just have simply not done a great job of tapping into all the experience that they've had from a global assignment and bringing that experience to bear back into your corporate environment. And I offer that as something that you really need to think about. So thank you very much. I enjoyed the show, and I hope you did too. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. 